This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be Super fired up to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so, there's several different things running through my mind, but let me let me start with this because I want to get a sense for the audience. How many people here are entrepreneurs? Raise your hand. Very nice. Thank you. Quite a bit. Uh, in in a working in a small business. Very nice. Corporate jobs. Great. Everyone's like, man, fuck. <laughs> Awesome, that, that's what I needed. Okay, let, so looking at the hands, here's where I wanna go th- this evening. Um, I, I think the biggest thing that is on my mind as I stand here tonight, and I appreciate the wonderful welcome, is I, including myself, and fuck, I spend every minute trying to understand all of this. I think that everybody in here is underestimating how special this era is, whether you're a young kid and never knew a non-internet world, whether you're my age, 42 or above, and you understood it because we grew up without it, even the people that can appreciate it because we grew up without it, I don't think are really understanding that this internet thing is, no question, the biggest change in the human race ever. It just is. And And all the things we're thinking about, whether it's political or social or financial, things, right, they've just started. Like, everything that's changing has just started, right? I think, you know, this uh, amazing state has a lot of pride in some of the great companies that have come out of it. Like, in my adulthood, not even in my childhood, Best Buy rose and was eliminated because of this environment, right? I'll be honest with you, I don't, I mean, it's tough to say, but I actually think Target is remarkably vulnerable in an Amazon Walmart battle world. And, and I actually predict pretty aggressively that Target will be bought by either Amazon or Facebook or Apple or Google because I think the internet companies have to buy retail to compete with Amazon. So I, I guess the thing that I think about is how many 11 year olds are making a million dollars a year selling slime on Instagram? <laughs> a lot, like, like hundreds. Let me just, like, but let's let just, you know, I think it's like a funny thing and I can see you guys are picking up what I'm putting down. Hundreds of 11 year olds make a million dollars a year selling slime. <laughs> At the same token, the top 1% earners in America financially start at 400,000, 400 something thousand a year, right? So you, you hear about Instagram or an 11 year old making a million Right, like it's crazy to me what runs through all the SMBs, small businesses and entrepreneurs in here. Like a million is like waking up. Like making a million or having a million dollar business, that's just kind of like normal. Like the way this room, this state, this country, the game thinks about building a million dollar business is like, oh, one in every other one of us, 50% of us are gonna do that, yet it's 1%. And there's a real, real disconnect between the reality of what's happening all the opportunity, and so what I think is happening is this extremism, much like our social issues where we're starting to really go in opposite directions, there's this extremism of, yes, there are hundreds of 11-year-olds making a million fucking dollars a year making slime, selling it on Instagram, yet 
99% of people that raise $2 million in capital for their startup to make the Uber of fucking pizza delivery are going to fail. And so I'm trying to think about what am I talking about? What's driving me? And I think the thing that's grounding me is in this ridiculous change in our society, things like 15 years ago, if you dated on the internet and dated somebody you met on the internet, that that was, you were weird and a loser and it was taboo. And now every single person dates through the internet and swipes left and right 24 seven or slides into the DM, right? (laughs) Or, do you know how crazy Uber is as an early investor? Uber's insane. Uber or Lyft or whatever you want, literally if I stood up here and said, guys, in 15 years, you're gonna want your 13-year-old daughter to go into a stranger's car because you're gonna think that's safer than her driving with your friend. Like, literally, in high net worth towns across America now, on the 16th or 17th or 15th birthday, the gift of choice if you're in a rich area is unlimited Uber for the kid. Like, kids don't want cars. The kids in the suburbs are not getting licenses if they're in a high net worth in, you know, environment because they'd rather just have unlimited Uber and parents actually, and pro- probably correctly, think it's safer for their 16-year-old daughter to go into strange 40-year-old men cars multiple times a day. <laughs> I mean it, but I would have never been able to sell you on that. If, if this was 10 years ago and I'm like, let's do startup ideas and I pitched you on that, you would have laughed me out of the room. I know because I laughed the founders of Uber out of the room when they were like, what if everybody could get a limo on their iPhone? I was like, yeah, like 1% of rich people. Like it never saw it playing out the way it did. And so, I don't know, I think it's a very interesting time. But what's interesting to me about it is as the world's changing, as people watching video games, like more people watch people play video games than watch people play baseball. Wow. Right? And like that's just real. And by the way, back to it just started, like there's no baseball. Bryce Harper and Mike Trout combined on their best day are one-tenth of as famous as Ninja is to 14-year-olds in America. And so like, but that's not what we grew up with. And so like all these things that are happening, guys, ABC, NBC, and CBS are finished. They're done. Like remember when four years ago you had one show on Netflix that you liked but then you watched cable? Now you have Netflix and there's one show on cable or regular TV. Do you understand when all the sports go to Netflix and Amazon? Like Amazon has bought the rights to English Premier Football, you know, proper football, soccer shit, you know. (laughs) Um, uh, Tennis, like Amazon's gonna be bidding for the NFL. Hulu's gonna have hockey. Google and Apple are gonna have basketball. Like you're never gonna turn on two, four, five, or seven, ever. And so in this, world, like think about like nothing we believe in or use, YouTube, the iPhone, Netflix, Facebook, none of that existed 15 years ago. Nothing that our entire society is running on. Who was not alive 15 years ago? Raise your hand. Good, we were all here. I'm a little pissed that my 13 year old fans didn't come out tonight, but, but, 
everything we run on. Guys, almost everybody here remembers the world pre-smartphone. Like you couldn't, like, I, like it's just five minutes ago that you were like, the internet on your phone? <laughs> we struggle with things. Parents all the time, when Snapchat blew up three, four years ago, parents were like, Gary, but I don't want my kid on Snapchat. I'm like, you do know your son has Safari and can type in jizhut.com, right? <laughs> like, you're worried about the one floozy 13-year-old in the fucking state and the dude's got porn at his fucking fingertips. <laughs> and that's what I think a lot about, which is nobody here has actually quantified what's really happened here. For example, there's a term in startup land or in business world called the last mile. It's this big debate of like how we're all gonna get everything delivered to us within an hour, right? Is it gonna be Amazon? Is it gonna be Uber? Is it gonna be Postmates? What I don't think people understand is 7-Eleven is actually out of business in the next 15 years, 20 years, because of the last mile. You need deodorant or a fucking 20 ounce Mountain Dew, you're gonna press a button and it's gonna be in your fucking house or office in a second. So what I, don't, what I think I've done really well in my career by launching a wine business on the internet in 1996 when people told me the internet itself was a fad or buying Google AdWords when nobody even knew what a search engine really was or when I started a wine show on YouTube in the first six months it existed or went all in on social media when everybody shit on social media. I was there, I remember what everybody thought about Twitter and how stupid it was. Or that Facebook was a college thing, blah, 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 blah. Is that we are bad at understanding the present and the future and we love to put the past on a pedestal. Somebody said to me yesterday, Gary, but what about looking a man in the eyes when you talk to him? I'm like, what about it? Like, that means you don't think people should write letters or talk on the phone. We put the past on a pedestal. We demonize the current and the future. And so in all these changes, in all of this stuff that is going on, the thing that's most fascinating to me and the thing that I wanna talk to you about is that this, like doing the right thing and gratitude and honor and all this propaganda that I push is actually more valuable than ever because let me tell you what the internet's gonna do. And I've been saying this for a long time and I feel like people finally are starting to believe me because of the Me Too movement and many other things. The internet is going to expose all of us. Our society has been groomed and has lived in the shadows of our society. Our institutions, our beliefs, this has all been sustained by the darkness. Like all those fuckers in the second section, I can't see you for shit, you're dark as fuck. <laughs> when people yell at me, I had this woman yelling at me, friend, she wasn't yelling at me, well she was yelling at me, over dinner about like how this internet thing is scary and it sucks and this and that and she's an incredible activist for all women's rights and all this other thing. I'm like you do understand that your media that you're putting on a pedestal, the New York Times and NBC is the reason all this bad stuff was able to happen. Yeah, Kathleen, that's exactly right. When five or six old white guys control the media, a lot of stuff doesn't hit daylight. When we control the media, it gets a lot harder.
Let me give you a news alert. Russia didn't make you do anything. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't. It, meaning, if you're a good person, a bad person, voted Democrat or Republican, duh, 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 you do you. I have zero interest in debating politics with anybody these days because everyone's on tilt. I just want everybody to know the Russians didn't hack your fucking brain. Like, the, like you didn't like go in saying, I'm gonna vote for Hillary and vote for Donald or the other way around. They, that's not what happened. What happened is you believe in what you want to believe. Technology's exposing us, it's not changing us. And so, what's happening? Where does this all go? What I want you to do more than anything is understand the following. It has never been a better time in the human race ever to actually just go all in on you. The thing that I've realized all these chess moves go to is judgment is the poison in the system. We are all doing so much based on our worries or our pandering to judgment. We, we buy things we can't afford because we want to look good to everybody else. Parents quietly subsidize kids' lives in their 20s because they want other parents to think their kid's doing well, but what they're actually doing is creating a fake environment for that kid and eliminating their self-esteem and then that kid becomes entitled and everybody's fucking pissed. (laughs) The kid, the parent, and it gets real fucked up real fast. Kids out here posturing like they're an entrepreneur but mommy's paying for the gym pass. So there's a ton of shit going on and what I think, you know, I sit and I watch and I watch and I watch and I ask why is this working? Why have I been putting out content for a decade but the last 18 months has worked more, better, different? Am I better at understanding Instagram and podcasts and YouTube? Or is the message that I'm talking finding the right timing? Is it important? Is it right? Is it tried and true? Are we ready for it? Are we not? What's happening? And here's what's happening. We are in a remarkable time. For all the things you may be worried about, left, right, up, down, there's never been a better time to be alive in the human race than right now. Medicine, life expectancy, poverty, every issue we have, better. You know, the best people to talk about what's going on in America are 90 year olds, they shit on everybody. Like, she thinks it's bad? Ah, fuck! My, I, this woman made me laugh so hard. This like 92 year old woman stopped me in the street. She's like, keep doing what you're doing. I'm like, thank, I mean, she looked like 190. <laughs> I was like, thank you. I got to talk to her for a second. She's like, and by the way, these women, and she's wrong, but it was still funny. She goes, these women, fuck, if I didn't have somebody grab my ass every day in the office, I was pissed. I was like, I get it. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I get it. I was like, don't say that in public. She's like, fuck public. I was like, man, 92 is some gangster shit. I'm obsessed with practicality. I'm obsessed with practicality. People think I'm a disruptor or, you know, a Nostradamus predictor or right. I'm practical. Facebook and Instagram ads are grossly underpriced. If you go home tonight and Google how to run Instagram story ads and learn how to do that and then make a video or picture and run Instagram story ads for whatever you're trying to do in life, become the mayor here, sell some peanuts, kombucha, get people to sign up for your fucking, you know, 
track team. I don't care what. I don't know where the fuck this shit comes from. <laughs> I don't even think you can sign people up for a track team. Anyway, nonetheless. <laughs> An Instagram story ad will work better than anything else you can do if you care about people 15 to 55. 15 to 45. If you care about people 30 to 75, Facebook works better than anything. Like, all your dreams, whatever that may be, simple dreams like making $400 more a month so you can save it and take your family to Walt Disney this year. All your dreams. Like, the amount of people that are affected by making $200 more a month is staggering. The fact that I know that if you literally stopped listening to me right now, took out your phone, went to Craigslist, went to the for sale section, clicked on the free section within the for sale section, took your fucking car, got up left in the middle of my keynote and picked up eight things, went home, took one picture on your fucking phone, not like fucking old days where the fucking phone, you take the discount and put in your fucking computer. No, not that, which is, oh by the way, the old days, you know, 11 years ago. And no, just take a picture of the fucking thing and post it on Facebook Marketplace and post it for $20 to $80 that literally in the next 48 hours, you would have $200 more. I'm obsessed with practicality. Everything I talk about feels so real, it just might take 11 years. And a lot of people don't have 11 years. They don't have 11 years because they're not willing to put in the work to be happy for the rest of their life. They'd rather complain. They'd rather blame somebody else. The biggest thing that's happening in America and the world is a lack of accountability. You want to really know what the fuck's happening here? A lack of accountability. And so for me, For me, forget about it because I am doing more than normal for who knows why, undertones of the politic thing, it's if you sit here tonight and you are not completely fucking pumped about your life, it's up to you to change that. But if this was 1987, and I mean this on everything I love, I wouldn't have a lot of energy for you. I wouldn't even stand up here and talk about it. I wouldn't have the audacity to bullshit you that you could do something about it because it wasn't practical. Who's got a smartphone? Raise your hand. Actually, who doesn't? (laughs) Hold on. Dude, seriously, in the yellow, you don't? Please come up here, I need to see you. (laughs) You got, I need to see what this man is. Get up here, bro. Right over there. Hurry up, dude. This is amazing, thank you. <laughs> Hello? Hello? How are you? What's your, what's your name? Rod. Rod, so Rod, where are you from? Rochester. Let's clap it up. <laughs> you do not have a smartphone. I don't have a smartphone. You have a flip phone. I have nothing. <laughs> So, (laughs) Thursday afternoon, you're you're leaving work, like, you don't have a phone. Right. And now, you once had a smartphone and you've started fighting the system. Yes. Why are you fighting the system? Because I believe talking to people and getting to know people 
is a lot more powerful than talking to somebody on the internet. So, real quick though, doesn't that mean that some other human has to exist that doesn't have a phone? (laughs) (laughs) I understand. (laughs) Guys, this is a national treasure. (laughs) Let's clap it up for this pioneer. Thanks for coming today. Yeah. It's incredible. Awesome show. Fucking rare. That is a rare, like literally you could bring a fucking alien from Mars right now and I would look at that as more common than this incredible gentleman. <laughs> if you're everybody but Rod and you have this, you literally can do anything. The fact that this, this is just where shit gets crazy to me. The fact that this is more powerful of a computer than what Ronald Reagan had running the free world is fucking crazy, right? Like it's crazy. You could do anything. Like literally every person here, layup. Unless all of you do it because then that would fuck up the Craigslist supply and demand curve. But everybody here literally could make a thousand dollars more. You know, I, I came up with this 2017 flip challenge where I talked about yard sales and thrift stops and dollar stores and it really helped a lot of people. Like just people on welfare or needed 50 bucks more. It was really amazing. But then of course you always have somebody fucking looking for an excuse and they're like, well what if you have no money? <laughs> you know, and I, I'm a really weird fucker. I'm like, I would jump in and be like, yo, pants 87. Um, what do you mean by none? Like, you'd have too many, zero, like, you know, and it would go into this, and so like, people would troll it, and then all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute, I don't wanna hear that anymore. I'm gonna figure out what happens if you actually have no money, zero. So, this whole Craigslist to Facebook thing is remarkable, it's free. You literally go to somebody's house, they give it to you happily, because they don't want an old TV anymore, or a hammock, or a fucking trampoline. Or they're usually big things, they need fucking trucks, but that's good, because I've been here for about 20 minutes, there's a lot of fucking trucks here. <laughs> so you're set. Um, and, and, uh, and listing on Facebook is free. Like this is like, not even like eBay, like dollar list, it's all free. And people can make a hundred, a thousand, two thousand dollars a month, if they're willing to eat shit. See, because it takes shit to like always be on your phone and be on free when the person lists it. It takes shit to be in a suburb of main towns like this where you might have to drive 55 minutes to pick up that thing and there's gas costs and this and that and I get that. It takes shit to do that. It's funny, this really has caught on. There's like a whole meme going on the internet right now because there's a bunch of people literally riding on subways with like couches. There's like this whole viral thing going on and some of my fans know it's me and they're like, it's fucking Gary Vee. And like, where I'm going with this little story is I'm so flabbergasted that the excuses have been eliminated by the internet. See, what I love about the internet is it doesn't know who you are. Doesn't care where you came from, what nationality you are, gender, income level. If you're just willing to work your fucking face off, you can get there. The problem is, There's something that I'm very fascinated with which is called entitlement. And it goes into the thing of judgment. A lot of people have emailed me and said, Gary, this is working but a problem, I don't have a car, I have to take the bus, I did what you said and I did have this chair with me on the bus but everybody was looking at me. And it was, it's super powerful because the shit we worry about in third grade is the shit we worry about today. Like I literally wrote him back, I was like, yo, 
you're in a place in your life where you need 20 bucks, right? Like, really, the stranger on the bus is your fucking problem? <laughs> like, like, you should be pumped, you should be proud, like document that shit, right? And so, I'm, I'm thinking a lot about privilege in a lot of ways, but I've come to realize the ultimate privilege is being right up here. To me, if I could have any dream, my dream would be that we could map the human DNA and figure out what self-esteem is and pump it into everybody's fucking body 24-7, 365. Because when you actually have self-esteem, you have empathy for others, you don't care what they think about you, you do, it gets really quiet here and you do. And I can't implore this audience enough to realize that Facebook and Instagram right now is so remarkably underpriced in its ability to change the outcome of your business, your dreams, your mission, your name, and that a lot of people here have opinions about what to do on Facebook and Instagram, how good or bad does it work, but you've never used it. You've never really run a Facebook ad. You've never really run an Instagram ad. You have opinions, you pontificate, but you're not a practitioner. And so if I could do anything today, it would be to encourage people to go home and Google how to run Facebook ads, how to run Instagram ads, because that will absolutely change your game. And if, how many people here are running Facebook or Instagram ads? Raise your hands. Let me tell you something else. Raise them higher, just curious. A lot, which is great. And how many of those people feel like it's successful and they're happy with what's going on? Stand up, actually. Stand up. You could sell that bottle for 10 cents. Here's my thing. For everybody who's not, or, and let's be honest right now, keep standing if you don't mind. How many people here, this is very fair because it's happened to me so I want to make you feel safe but it's important to me. How many people here have run Facebook or Instagram ads and it didn't work? Raise your hands. And notice how many that are standing are doing it as well. I think about this all the time. The ROI, thank you for, you can sit, thank you. The ROI of a basketball, some of you have heard me say this, for LeBron it's a billion dollars, for me it's zero. Just because you didn't have a successful ad campaign on Facebook or Instagram doesn't mean it doesn't work, it means you suck. I'm serious, it means you sucked. Like, if you don't run a successful CAD campaign right now on Facebook and Instagram in the way that it's so underpriced, you actually really suck. Now here's the good news. A lot of people run ads that are self-serving. The reason so many things aren't working for people is because it's good for you, not for the other person. Nobody wants your $897 bullshit ebook. That's why your fucking Facebook ad didn't work. (laughs) And that's the problem, not Facebook. And so I really, really, really want to implore people to understand that I sit here with a lot of business regret because when my dad's business grew from three to 60 million, it should have been from three to 250 million. But I didn't run enough Google ads. I figured it out, I hit pay dirt, and guess what? Somebody bought beachfront property in Malibu and only bought one house when she could have afforded four and she regrets it for the rest of time. Somebody was digging for gold and found some and then just left because he felt like we were good. It ran out and then watched 10 more years of gold being found. On and on and on. I hit hard on Google when it first popped but I didn't spend enough. 
because I was a kid and I didn't realize how special that moment was. And that moment went away. Buying the word Cabernet and Merlot and Pinot Grigio and Bordeaux and Napa Valley and wine and wines and wine gifts and this and that, they were five and 10 cents a click. And I bought them all and nobody knew what the fuck was happening. There was millions of people on Google and I got bigger than Haskell's and Sam's and Sherry Lehman's and Wine Club and everybody was confused why. That's what's happening right now on Facebook and Instagram. I'm telling you the fucking truth. I'm giving it to you and 98% of you will not do anything about it. That fucks with me heavy. I'm literally giving it to you. Here. And you're saying, yeah. And to me, when people ask me, why the fuck do you give away all your best shit? That's where you could make all your money. It's because 98% of you are not gonna do anything about it. And for the 2%, when I see you in line and you tell me I changed your life or this and that, that admiration feels phenomenal and I still get to make all the money because 98% of you fuck faces are not gonna do anything about it. You need to ask yourself tonight why it's more interesting to dwell and complain and come up with excuses than actually be happy. I'll save you time. Your mom fucked you up. So, cool, right? Or your dad, or your older brother, or some circumstance. Here's my big thing. I'm looking around, and even for the geezers in here, you're all living for another 50 fucking years. Minimum. There's people in here, right? I mean, dude. I know, I know, you're like, fuck, awesome, right? Because when you were kids, you're like, 60, fuck it. Now, <laughs> now, right, now, but you know what's crazy? Now, it is nuts. Like, how many people here are under 30? All of you outside of like, devast- like by, at scale, almost all of you get to 100, 110, easy. That's fucking nuts. You're you're freaking out, you turn 30, and you are fucking living for another 90 fucking years. <laughs> You're like, I don't have my shit together. I'm like, you haven't even fucking started, dick. <laughs> I'm about to make this video about 18, it's gonna be called 18, 22, 30. These are the three ages that everybody just gets fucked. For some reason, at 18, 22, and 30, you think you have to have every fucking thing figured out. And these fucking 59-year-old parents are like, you gotta get your shit together, and they still have no clue what the fuck they're doing. (laughs) And meanwhile, somebody at 15 knows what they're doing, right? To me, this age thing, it's like sports. Like, is experience better? Because I don't know, I saw 18-year-old LeBron and Kobe dominate. Right? This is a talent game. This is a self-awareness game. This is like, do you have your shit together up here game? Are you letting somebody else dictate your happiness? Who, how, what? And it's all interesting to me because it all makes sense and it's right, but then this came along. You know, one of the reasons I put a lot of pressure on the parenting thing is I have got really educated by old people hanging out in retirement homes and 70, 80, 90 year olds. Here's what happens, kids, do things to make their parents happy because they don't want confrontation and they want it to be good. They go be a lawyer or a doctor because they don't want to fight or have a bad relationship. The problem is then they have a 50-year bad relationship because resentment and regret take over. I don't want parents and kids to fight or I'm not trying to get into people's business. I just know it's way better for you to fight for three or four years and then have a great relationship 
than get along fakely for nine and then not like each other for life. By the way, this whole notion of like, you can do anything and all this stuff, let me just tell you, it's stupid hard. Reality is, most of you are just averagely talented. Right? Like, you're not gonna over-index on anything too crazy. Here's the good news. This is not about how much money you make or how talented you are. This is about being happy. Everybody here, regardless of how fucking talented they are in making money or art or what have you, has shit that they're super into. You love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Your whole life could be about fucking Michelangelo. (laughs) It could. And here's what really fucks with me. In this internet age, you could have a podcast around Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You could buy Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle memorabilia on Craigslist and Facebook and Etsy and then flip it on a different platform because you're so fucking knowledgeable because that's the pizza eating fucking Leonardo. (laughs) That I'm just fascinated about what happens when you go all in on your passion, you're committed to it and you use the infrastructure of this you living your life for 80 years as the fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle expert, and this is getting funnier to me by the second, <laughs> making 83K a year in ads on your podcast, the flip, some miraculous reason somebody paid you $2,000 to go to a Bush League Comic Con thing. <laughs> that person making 62,000 a year, being the fucking TMT fucking expert, versus them making 77,000 a year being an admin in a company where they hate their life nine to five, that delta is something I will go to the grave on because it is what I want to articulate to everybody, the, the unbelievable level of practicality to do shit around stuff you like and here's the big part. How many people under 40? Let me just start with this group. If you just really took what I'm talking about, became an expert at Facebook and Instagram, really understood, the fact that you could take a leap for two years, move back in home, move in together, cut your expenses, I don't give a shit, the fact that you can do that for two or three years and if it doesn't work out, you can go back to getting a job, that's nuts. That's nuts. And so we have to understand What's going on? Why is Toys R Us going out of business? Why are all these things happening? It's happening because the internet is eating up our society. Why do we have such big opportunities? Because everybody here can start a competitor to Coca-Cola, which used to take $50 million because you had to buy in to Albertsons and to Safeway and Target, and you had to make it, and you had to fucking market it on television, and now it costs $200,000. Can you make some? You slap it on Amazon, 3PL, you run some Instagram influencer ads and you're in the game. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. How's the painting coming along? Look at this, is this amazing? You have to, listen, I'm desperate to get you to go home and rethink the whole thing. I'm looking to speak to two people tonight. I'm being very serious. I can't wait to the Q&A. You can, get, you can get me into a different direction. I know he'll jump out here and we'll give him a big shout out for putting this together. He'll take me in a different direction. He wants to talk about the macro situation of this town, AKA a lot of money's coming and you're all gonna act like idiots. Um, uh, you can ask me about whatever the fuck you want, but I'm telling you what I'm really looking for, my mission, my selfish moment, 
where I'm going with this talk is I'm looking to talk to two of you. Two of you that are gonna go home, go deep for 60 hours over the next three or four days, actually take that jump, realize, listen, you all do know what I'm talking about is exactly like starting to ride a bike, kissing a boy or girl, or starting to swim. All of those things were scary as fuck. Do you know how many people here stood on the edge of a pool for like 19 hours in their life? And then you do it and you're like, what the fuck was I doing? That's what's crazy about those things. Those are big, right? Like kissing somebody that, like when you're a kid, like that's big. This is your life and it's the same game. It's that normal in the internet age to jump around stuff you like. The best part is you can do both. You can work your nine to five, still pay your bills. You're like, cool, Gary, this is all very ideological, but I have rent, I have some loans, I got this shit, cool, keep it. What's crazy about the internet, unlike what we grew up with, whereas if you wanted to open up your store, your dream store, you know, you had to be there, and so by the time you got home at seven, you couldn't do that. The fact that you can do this from 7 p.m. to two in the morning until it means something enough to give you the courage to jump off the other thing, this is just practical. The dream of being happy and living your life has actually become practical. You're sitting on the information, but because it wasn't like that for the last 300 years, you can't wrap your head around it. And because it seems so crazy, the idea of doing it and nothing happens for six months makes you feel like it wasn't meant to be and you get out because you were built and groomed within a school environment. The end. The only reason I'm successful is because I got D's and F's and I didn't listen. I mean it. It's how I see things differently. You need somebody else to have already done it. You need to see the path. I don't like paths. I need blank slates. This is a blank slate. Do you understand that almost every single person in their basement, garage, and closets are sitting between two and $11,000 worth of shit in their house that they can post? Like, there's so much going on to me that I can't wrap my head around. That, that so many people here can build a fifty to $500,000 a year business on Amazon just by going on websites in China, buying something, and then relisting it on Amazon. That my parents and I had dinner in New York and we had this nice dinner and we were coming out and our waitress ran, a fancy place, and the waitress ran out and grabbed me and said, thank you so much. And she said, my fiance was out of a job for 19 months, depressed, doing drugs, saw one of your Instagram videos, and a year later on Amazon is making $1.3 million a year. Don't clap for me. To me, this is fucking nuts. And so I'm just desperately trying to find the two people here that are not happy enough, whatever that may be, to realize this internet thing is big. And like, look, if you're happy, like really happy, do you. Don't do anything. Go home tonight and play nine hours of Fortnite. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) But if you're not, you need to desperately figure out what's actually happening here. 
these shocking things in our society and the world and big companies going out of business and shocking results in elections and all these different things, it's happening because of the internet. You should get your peace because it's a long, long tail. You should get your peace and you have to figure out whether it's selling or a service or whatever it may be, like what do you like? Like what do you like? Because the only way you're gonna work the 16, 17 hours on a weekend that will actually get you there in two years is if you love retro clothes, if you love strawberry fucking jam, (laughs) if you love rare Rod Carew artifacts. That's the only way, that was a good one. If that, (laughs) that's the only way, right? That's the only way. And so I am super excited about the time that we're living in. I love what's going on. I love that the big companies are losing. I love that the establishment is in trouble. I love it because I think it's gonna be better. I think we're all gonna be happier. I really do. And so when Best Buy goes out of business, I don't see that as a negativity. I see that as an opportunity. I love that people are like, oh, Best Buy shouldn't go out of business. Best Buy put people out of business. Best Buy put people out of business. Everyone's like, this is unfair. Walmart, like Target, Target, put people out of business. How are you confused by this? All of a sudden, this was the moment to stop capitalism? Like, cause Target's here? And the point, and I appreciate that, and the good point to that is this part. Target put people out of business, ironically, if you really play out my thesis, the people that are gonna put Target out of business are back to the small people. You like that? I actually don't give a fuck. Like, I don't care that the small wins or the big wins, I think it's all fair. I think it's gonna be super cool. Like, I could care less, but I know it's true. Small merchants, downtowns, then we moved to the suburbs, supermarkets, big box retailers, they killed it, cool, now, we're gonna be able to kill it because you're gonna make up, somebody in here is gonna actually put two and two together, go home, do work, and in seven years, gonna be selling a million dollars a year of peanuts on Amazon, and that's what chips away at planters, that's what chips away at Walmart and CVS, and that's what chips away at 7-Eleven. You are gonna regret, you made a big mistake coming here tonight. I'm gonna tell you why. You made a big, big mistake coming here tonight. I'm telling you why. I'm putting pressure on you to do something with your life. Everything I'm telling you is about to happen and will happen over the next 50 years and in 31 years when you did nothing about it, I'm gonna find you and make fun of you. <laughs> Let's do it is right. Like who, just curious, who would like to be a little bit happier? Raise your fucking hand. So to me, news alert, your president's not gonna fucking do it for you. You're gonna do it for you, period. And that is the most interesting shit to me of all time. This internet thing is big. It's real big, it'll be bigger than we all thought. The robots are gonna kill every one of our children. (laughs) But until then, let's have some fucking fun. If you judge 
Facebook or Instagram, if you do what Rob, Rob, by the way, I respect his point of view, but if you judge this and you use it in your business or financial life based on how you view it from a social stance, like you know what would've been gangster about him? He's like, I don't have one, but I have a huge Shopify business on the side. To me, the fact that you're not doing Facebook or Instagram or YouTube out of a social point of view at the detriment of your business and happiness and opportunity is nuts. Cause you're mad that people aren't talking to each other in real life, you're leaving opportunity on the table for yourself is not a good idea. I don't know how else to put it. Now, if you're happy, once again, I'm always worried when I talk, like, I am not talking to anybody who's happy, but the opportunity is substantial and we a lot of times impose our points of view, like you, don't, you want your kid running outside more so thus, you're not running Facebook ads. I mean, it's nuts. I mean, and, and let me tell you why this is so important. You have to understand why this is so important. I run a company called VaynerMedia. Chase, and Budweiser, and Pepsi, and Johnson & Johnson, the biggest companies in the world. They are not, listen to me, my friends. This is super duper important. Let me tell you what happened to little old me with Google. I knew what was going on. I was running the ads. I didn't spend enough, and then everybody else figured it out. They started spending more money and the word Cabernet went from 15 cents a click to $6. And when it cost $6 and only one out of every 50 people converted on the website, it didn't become mathematically worth it for me anymore to run it. Got it? Facebook and Instagram cost four, five, six, seven dollars to have your picture or video get in front of a thousand people that you want. In four years after I'm done convincing Chase and Budweiser, and Target to spend 80% of their money on Facebook instead of five, cause you know, not one fucking person here watches a commercial outside of Super Bowl. <laughs> Those ads to get in front of a 48 year old female that's into Frisbees in Minnesota are gonna go from six bucks to 82 and your little fucking Frisbee startup that started tonight is gonna not be growing as fast. Everything I'm telling you is about to go away in the next four years. Not the thesis of the internet, but we're gonna need something to come along like a Facebook, like a Google, and take it from somebody who lived in between Facebook and Google, those were six lonely years when nothing was a deal. It's a deal. It's in your face. I sit with these executives and they spend 45 minutes telling me that Facebook is tearing the American fucking democracy and this is the worst thing and we need to regulate it and Facebook's too powerful and then we're done them pontificating their politics and we get into business and I try to convince them to spend more money on Facebook and they're like, eh, but it doesn't, it doesn't work for us. And I'm like, let me get this straight. You think this platform is so powerful that it can tear down America <laughs> but it's not powerful enough to sell an extra six pack of beer, you fucking idiot? (laughs) You have 48 months to buy up property in Manhattan for a nickel on a dollar. You're more than welcome not to. The end. (laughs) Please take what I said tonight seriously. This is the single best land grab I've seen 
in the last 20 years and the single best one in my opinion since this country switched from radio, Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Since this country, it was such a good one, it was quiet too. It's the transition to a mobile first world with Facebook and Instagram is the biggest switch since we switched from radio to television. And Bob Hope and Lucille Ball and Coca-Cola and Budweiser can tell you how that worked out. Real good. And so I'll be doing my Bob Hope, Lucille Ball thing over here. I really like you to either figure out if you want to be Lucille Ball or Coca-Cola or some little version of it because unlike television that had, you know, three channels back then with 12 hours of programming. This thing is unlimited. So you know what that means? That means everybody here can get their 60K, their 90K, their 100K, their 400K, their 700K. Long tail, long tail. Everybody used to want their 15 minutes of fame, right? Now everybody's famous to 15 people. Got it? Or 1,500, or 15,000. You're letting this moment slip. I'm watching you let this moment slip and I came here tonight to wake you the fuck up. Get woke and address this ridiculous, ridiculous opportunity. The best one you may ever have in your entire fucking life. Thank you. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, I really, really, really hope you loved it. Uh, As you guys know, I try to bring it every single day. Uh, So whether you're walking the dog, uh, running on the treadmill, or traveling on a plane, I hope it brought a little value or escapism for you. And I'm here to talk to you about the thing that I'm most excited about, which is the Gary V Wine Club for $55 a month delivered. No shipping charge. $55 delivered. You either get one, two, three, or four bottles of wine For some of you that don't know, that is the industry I grew up in. I was once known as a wine expert. And what I've been doing is getting back in the game, tasting hundreds of wines each month to narrow it down between one and four bottles so that I can send it to you and send you over $100, $150, $200 worth of value each month. If you go to the hashtag Gary V Wine Club on Instagram, you can see the insanity brewing. I'm really excited about it. And to be very frank, I'm just so proud of the damn club. Like... The first, you know, somebody just emailed me this morning actually, there was a Shatniff to pop, that's how we roll, a Shatniff to pop in the first October month, the first month we did it, that the guy just literally saw in a liquor store for $67 just for that bottle, and it was one of the three bottles. So, super excited about it. Buy one for your dad, your best friend, your boss. I will not let you down, and most of all, each month, There is a video and audio supplement of me tasting the wines that you can taste along, build your palate, or entertain one of your buddies. The greatest gift for the holiday season in the history of mankind, the Gary Vee Wine of the Month Club, $55 delivered. Go sign up now to winelibrary.com slash Gary Vee. Gary V-E-E.